Hello. Hello. Welcome to the Nerdy North. I'm Kayla. I'm Felicia. And we are sitting down in the office. Mm -hmm. Both of us are very sleepy. I just woke up from a nap. And it's just been a lazy Sunday. Which has been great. Yeah. It was kind of a lazy Sunday. I had to make waffles and clean this morning and wrangle children and force them to get their pack your bags. No, I I realize you guys have been playing. I need you to pack your bags so that when your parents get here, they can, you can leave. You can leave my home. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, it was my daughter's birthday party last night. So we did a taco bar and ate cake and the kids, because we stayed at my mom's house. Yeah. So there's like a mini like exercise trampoline downstairs <laughs> and, a, and the they went on the, the treadmill and we put on makeup and we watched Coraline. Oh, great choice. Um, which is Arya's favorite movie and she's not scared of it at all. But two of the other girls were like freaked out. Oh. Because <laughs> like they've seen it before but yeah. they're like, this movie's scary. And I was like, I'm sure you, like, we don't have to watch this. Um, And you've been to my mom's house and you have yeah. that big like one and a half person chair. Yeah. The big gray one. Uh, We were all piled in it. I had... <laughs> Four, three little girls sitting on top of me in this chair. And I was like, cool, I was so comfortable when you guys were cuddled up on the couch together. But this is fine. This works. Um, I was aiming for like 9.30 bedtime. Because it's a party and it's a Saturday. Didn't happen. Oh, what time did it go to bed? Oh, good lord. Uh, the last one fell asleep just after 12. <laughs> just a few hours because <laughs> we, we ended up having to like pause the movie a couple times it was like okay the movie ended at 10 and I was like well we're gonna watch some happy funny animal videos because I refuse to be woken up by screaming children from nightmares so we'll do that right before we go to sleep and then so it was like 11 once everybody was tucked in and eyes closed and all the lashes mm -hmm. And then one of the little girls, I slept on the couch at my mom's house because I piled those girls into the big king size bed. And my aunt is staying at the house. So the bedroom downstairs oh, is being okay. used. Cause I was like, I can't, A, I don't want to sleep downstairs when they're all upstairs. Right. And B, my aunt is there. So she, there wasn't a bed for me downstairs. Oh, you're going to kick her out. No, <laughs> so I'm sleeping, I'm laying on the couch and I'm like, finally being like, okay, I'm going to go to sleep. And one of them comes out and she's like, the music is too loud because Arya has sleep music. Oh. And she's like, Arya's snoring and everybody's kicking me. <laughs> and I was like, there's another bed. You can sleep in Arya's room. So then by the time like she was set in the other room, it was like 12 o'clock. Right. I was like, cool. Cool, cool, cool. This is only three hours after I wanted you all to be asleep. Typically happens that way. But even if they're just in bed, they can still be up until they, like, crash. <laughs> I could just hear them at, like, 11.30. <laughs> just shush! Go to sleep! <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> and then they were all up at, like, 20 after 8. Oh, gross. Which is, comparatively, it's a, that's late for Arya. Oh, okay. But she normally just comes in, pops her face in my room. I'm gonna eat some cereal and put on a show. Absolutely. And then she leaves me alone. Till like nine nine thirty, so right. But, but overall, yeah. it sounds like it was a great success. Uh, the one little boy who came just for dinner and cake at presents. Him and his little sister came, and then their mom came pick them up, and they mm -hmm. all left at like eight before we settled in for the movie. Um, 
all the other girls were down, like all the little girls were downstairs, and I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna start making tacos." And he like looked at me, he said, "Can I help?" Oh. So he like he cooked the taco meat. He made the guacamole. Wow. He good was for just. You, kid. Oh yeah, he was. He's lovely. Him and I also played like five rounds of uh, Connect Four. Awesome. I love him. He's he's really really lovely. He's a really good kid. That's great. That's super. And you did bingo this weekend. I did. Uh, my friends and I came kind of close to a few of the big numbers. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> Just like three or four numbers off. Because wasn't like the it. big prize like $30,000? 30000 Three people won, I believe. Ten, I'll take ten grand. Exactly. Like, I'm not mad. But it was the funniest thing. I think we're on round two or something. Or card two. And... The first round, he's the guy's just calling nothing but like G and O, <laughs> and like he he stops what he's doing and he's like, "I'm shaking the ball, Dawn, <laughs> so aggressively." It's like <laughs> somebody is getting yelled at. Well, and it's so. So this is radio TV bingo. Yeah, we do it every winter because it um the it pays for our softball softball leagues. Um, for their rentals and like making sure that everybody has uniforms and stuff yeah. because softball is really like they don't charge a lot for you to start a team it's really inexpensive because softball youth has such a great fundraiser that they do all winter yeah they make they make bank because everybody plays because it's the yukon and there's nothing else to do um but so like it's not you're not just trying to get lines no, you have to do they're like, like the shapes, shapes. <laughs> the first one's like an elf which i didn't realize i thought it was just you know jumping jacks or something like that yeah so like some of them are just like it's an x or some of them are like a weird the- diamond shape yeah and so each you get three sets three or four sets of colored paper yeah uh, three and there's three rounds each yeah and there's yeah and there's like a couple cards on each piece of paper mm-hmm. and each color the first one built like the second one builds on the first one and the third one is you're trying to fill the whole card it's quite it's it's a lot uh especially because i don't know about you but i only played bingo when i'm drinking so like by the time (laughs) i'm like the last one i'm shit face (laughs) and i'm like this is so fast I, I can't do a full uh, full package for myself. I have to like split it. Mom, my mom and I normally <laughs> split. Like we'll get we'll get three packages for six of us. So, like yeah. each of us have two pieces of paper, which is fine yeah. because each thing. The thing is, it's like it's three rounds, but each color is three pieces of paper with four cards on each of them. And yeah. I'm like, I can't do this. I uh, that happened the last time I played bingo with my friends, and I got so overwhelmed. Like I know I missed a bunch of numbers. Like I don't even want to think about the possible. The <laughs> could probably have won. could have won, but I couldn't keep up. So I was just no. like, Natalie, you and I just have to share a card. Yeah, like I can't, I can't do this by myself. Nope, not if I want to like snack and drink and and like, actually have it. a good time. Yeah, uh, the way that we typically do it is we have one person. Because almost always, like, we have extra people who, like, didn't chip in for bingo cards, so they don't get to play. Uh, but so, like, it's like, if we win, I will slide you some money. But you have to write down all the numbers as they call them so that we have a cross-reference sheet. <laughs> because typically we're playing, because it only, like, it's TV. But it's only TV on cable. Yeah. So if you don't have cable, which we don't at my mom's house, because we can't have cable there. Right. And the other place we play is my friend Kara's house, which is out in SEMA. They also do not have cable, so, have so we by the so we have radio. to play by the radio. <laughs> so you're not you don't you don't get a picture 
no. of what's happening. You have to listen. Yeah, no. Oh, radio TV yeah. bingo. A, Uc- a Yukon staple. Y- yes. I'm just happy it wasn't her. I It's because who's the dude? It's always been the same lady. I don't know who the, the announcer, he's taken over the last few times I've played. He's he's great. He's funny. I just didn't, Which is good because yeah. that girl was like, she sounded so mean and like she hated her job. And so bored and it's just like, this is why it's B- not fun. Five. B five. It's like you have the easiest job in the world. Maybe you could have a good time. <laughs> right? <laughs> Make an event out of it. I yeah, this is we're all sitting at home having a fun Friday night. Sorry that you're not. You're getting paid to do this. I'm falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I literally close my eyes while you're you're announcing the number and I miss what you said. Mm-hmm. But overall, yeah, it was it was a good weekend. Nice, relaxed, and everything. So, nice. Yeah. Did you guys end, did you end up doing the pickle spear thing yesterday? No, we didn't. Um, uh, two of my friends went to the silk screening um, class class that uh, my friend Natalie's work uh, was putting on. Okay. Uh, my nephew went there, which I didn't realize he was gonna go, but him and his mom went together, which is great. But I was like, I would have gone if I know he was interested. Had I known, we would have absolutely done that. Yeah. Uh, did, did you see the biggest bag of M&Ms in the world that I yes. bought for these kids? It's excellent. One kilogram <laughs> of peanut M&Ms You're that sad. I bought for five eight-year-olds. <laughs> so I have half a kilogram of M&Ms left. <laughs> I'm, I'm the person who's eaten the most of them. That'll last a week. Fucking if that. <laughs> I love M&M's. So good. Um, so before we get into like the full swing of the episode, which we haven't even said what we're talking about. Um, fucking Kingdom Hearts 4. Oh my god. I'm like <laughs> so surprised. I, would, I did not see that coming. I was like, there's no Nobody way. did. No. Nobody knew that they were announcing it. I get that they were, I knew that they were doing some stuff because it's mm-hmm. the 20th anniversary this year. Yes. But I thought it was just um, expansions on the mobile games. Right. And then the special um, Kingdom Hearts rooms for Universal Studios. That's in right. In Tokyo. Yes. Which I saw tours of them. They look incredible. I want the key. Is a key card? I want to steal. Oh, it's at Disneyland. It. it was at Disneyland. Yes. I want to steal all the things. Um, quite literally, room. I would have just been like. Well, and it's. So you pay a little bit of extra. But you do get to take the key home. <gasps> oh, yeah. Because it's like. I would have taken it. Yeah. You could have charged me the money. I would, I'm going to take it. It looks um, so cool. I saw, um, I think her name is TDR Explorer on YouTube, and he did, like, a full review of, like, not just the the room, but there's, like, special cafe mm-hmm. snacks and everything. I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. Japan really has, like, their release stuff down to a science and their celebratory stuff. Yeah. Um, because they ju- when they released the Jujutsu Kaisen Zero movie... They had pop-up cafes and specialty oh, cool. food, and apparently, like, anytime it's, like, a big release for movies and things like that, or games, like, it really is stuff everywhere, and it's, like, really great limited edition stuff. Um, yeah, I was, like, I saw, the uh, like, a, a screenshot of the, the trailer. I was, like, oh, it's just, like, a cinematic trailer, not thinking anything of it. I'm actually watching it, like, holy shit, that's gameplay. Like, mm-hmm. even just, like, a couple seconds, like, but that's gameplay. That was absolutely gameplay, because you can see where yeah. you are, like, Your markers like, are the grappling hooking. Visually, 
if you haven't seen it yet, I don't want to spoil too much about it because I really think that you should go and watch it. Yeah. But visually, the reason it looks so cinematic is it's very much reminiscent. Like, Square Enix, like, really leaned in yeah, to did. the same thing that they were doing for the remastering of Final Fantasy VII. Which is hilarious because I just have a memory that popped up um, on my Facebook that it's been two years since I first played the remake. So it's been two years since that released. Ugh. It's super funny because I love Final Fantasy. I've never played them, but I watched my brother play them. Right. And I find those stories so engaging in all the Final Fantasy movie, um, games. games. But I'm terrible. I'm like, I really want to play Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> but I know that I'm going to get to like the third world and be trapped and not know how to fix it because I suck. It's, it's kind of funny too because I have played the Kingdom Hearts games and truth be told, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I'm just playing because it's fun. <laughs> I'm like, there's Disney characters. I'm sold. This is great. And it's I'm actually like, really funny because the lore is so deep. It's so deep. And it's like, you have to play like the DS games and all these other games. I'm they're like, all I, interconnected. <laughs> I don't have a fucking clue because I didn't even know those existed. Like even the, the Final Fantasy VII stuff. Like I know there's like branches that explain more of the world. I'm like, I don't, I don't, Good. I don't know. It's so, there's so much. So much. Which is great. Like, yeah. and it's like, people want to talk about extended universes and how it's like, oh, like their new thing is like, have you seen a Square Enix game? <laughs> They're all connected and they have been since the 90s. Yes. I just don't have the patience to try to play it. So then that's when I start going onto YouTube and I'm like, I'm just going to watch. I'm just going to watch people play. Um, explanations of the story. I very much so. Um, I I am pissed off, not because I get it. It was like a teaser, like special announcement thing that nobody knew about. Yeah. But there's like not even a notion of a date in that trailer. I think I saw somewhere on Tumblr that was like, "Well, that's going to come out in six years, probably." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like we're looking at like a 2025 release date. Pretty much, even 2026, possibly. Yeah, I'm not even mad. It's fine. There's just... also no word about, like, the next part of Final Fantasy VII Remake, so I'm like, uh, Listen, apparently they've been busy, which is fine, because they, the, the quality... I'm okay with yes. it, because the quality of the work is so good. Yes. And I think that's one of those things, and I, I imagine you would have a lot more to say on this, just from an outsider's perspective, mm-hmm. just watching people play games. Yeah. And watching releases and stuff. Is it seems like we're thankfully going back to, yes, things take longer to release, but the quality of the stuff we're getting is a lot better. Yes. Where it's like, you don't need to throw 75 things out in a calendar year if they all need patches and they're all incomplete and they're sketchy or the controls aren't nice and you don't have complete story arcs and stuff. Like, I would much rather wait a little bit longer for something that's really great than to have something that's just Mm -hmm. we said we'd have it out this year well kind of like going back to that point for for final fantasy 7 remake that game is fucking flawless Mm -hmm. like yeah there's like some minor issues with it but going from a cutscene to actual gameplay is seamless like the whole thing is almost the exact same frame by frame Mm -hmm. so yeah it a lot of the a lot of fans had to wait a really long time for that game, but it's worth it. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it was a huge undertaking because yes. there is very few, if any, games where there is not a distinctive cut yeah. between a cutscene 
which is why they call it cutscene, to gameplay. And to have it roll together that way is like very innovative and I imagine incredibly hard to do. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not mad at having to wait, like you said, as long as the, the quality is there. Mm-hmm. Like even Horizon Forbidden West, the new game that just came out, that is worth the wait mm-hmm. from, from the, the original game. It's night and day. You look at the graphics, like do a side-by-side, it's incredible what Guerrilla Games did in five years. And originally, it was supposed to come out for as a, a launch release for the PS5, but Guerrilla's like, we can't. It's, no. it's not going to look good. It's not going to play good. Like, we need at least an extra time. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy they did it, especially for, you know, it saves their employees a lot of stress and, and yeah, fatigue. And people, people who know that what's more important is the quality of their product... Yeah then the speed of their product will be- do better work. Yes, exactly. So, like, now I'm on, I'm at the end of my second playthrough of Horizon <laughs> Forbidden West, and I'm like, I want the DLC. I want, like, I want, I want more confirmation things. of the third more, game. I want more things. All which is great, things. though. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm greedy, and yes, I, I will wait another five years. <laughs> but, like, it's just so good. Yeah, and I think that that's great, and especially the things that you can play through a bunch of times, yeah. and... Um, I have a question. Yeah. Are there any games that you would love to have, like, see get a re-release the same way that Final Fantasy VII got? Ooh, oh my god. There's a lot to choose from. I, I know. Stuff. Um, honestly, I would love to see some of the Zelda games. Like, Absolutely. Com- like, completely remastered. Like, I would love yes. to see... Ocarina of Time. I was gonna say Ocarina of Time. <laughs> That's or, my favorite Zelda game. Yes, like because I'm not very good at games, but I was actually I played that enough to like be able to like not die every five minutes. But that, that's one that I just I never I never got to play because I didn't have the system at the time, mm-hmm. or it's like I was on to other things. So that's something I'm like Switch, please Nintendo, just just put it on the yeah. Switch. Um, yeah, or- I think Ocarina Time is an excellent choice. Mine's gonna sound super dumb. No, say it, say it. <laughs> Crash Bandicoot. They already did it. No, like a pro, like, okay. It's not very good. You don't like it? You didn't like the... No. Really? I and I don't know if it was, like, I was just expecting something different. Yeah. Because I really, I think I was just expecting more. Right. Because you're spending all of this time to reboot such, like, a nostalgic franchise, and I think I was just expecting more. Yeah. I don't think it's bad. Like, I don't think it's... I I think it's a fun game. But... For sure. What's another one? I just had the one. Ah. I just had it on the tip of my tongue, and I lost it. Um, Fable. Yep. Um, that was actually my very first ever RPG that I really got into on Xbox. Where mine was Kingdom Hearts. Oh, really? That was the first RPG I ever played. I, I went back and replayed the first two, and I was so frustrated because there's no actual map, unless I'm just an idiot and didn't just... No, the, um, the first one absolutely has no map. And okay, it is, good. No, it's not <laughs> just you. Like, did I miss a chest? I was like, oh my god. No, the first one straight up does not have a map. <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. I remember because we had a gaming magazine that had a fold-out paper map. Oh my god! Because Amazing. somebody made one. Because <laughs> there's not a map. It's the same, like, and it's the worlds and stuff. 
because everything is like so, it opens up so yeah. slowly and specifically and you have to do certain things in certain orders to get certain areas oh, which is great because it made the game very fun to play yeah. but it was a nightmare to remember where anything was and I don't ever remember having a map I don't think I ever finished the first one I was like fuck this <laughs> um, I feel like I'm just going to be listening to Simple and Clean over and over again until <laughs> <laughs> it comes out that song still sometimes just like pops into my head it's in terms of a video game theme song. Mm-hmm. It's fucking memorable. It is. It's just like we had, I had a dance version of it, like a really? techno remix version of it. I love that song. I, I listen to great job with their. Soundtrack. I they really do. They really do. They understand. They understand the the world that they're building. They do. And I was, I had the Japanese version and the English version on my iPod Mini. <laughs> Amazing. I loved Kingdom Hearts. I loved Kingdom Hearts. Uh, one series I would love for them to actually remaster mm-hmm. um, is the Witcher series. Yeah, because the first one's pretty, like, it's fun, but it's kind of janky looking. The first two, I've never got to play them because I don't game on PC. So I'm just like, I, I would rather game on console for me. Mm-hmm. Um... So I think I think CD Projekt Red could do a great job remastering it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they it was announced they're doing uh, The Witcher Four. I'm like, I'm dying. I'm so excited. I had like a big discussion with someone on on Tumblr about it because they noticed that it's like that's the school of the cat medallion. So we're gonna get a whole new character. I'm like, yes, yes. I think the other person that might be more excited than all of us is uh, Henry Cavill. Oh. I would love to see his reaction to that. I didn't even think about looking it up. Right? <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I think that's why the Witcher series is so good. And um, and why he looks so fucking good as Geralt. is because he wants to be him. Exactly. Like, he is so excited about being that character. <laughs> it's just, it's funny that it's just a complete night and day between Superman and Geralt. Absolutely. Like you can tell, like he he admitted straight up in the interview, I did Superman for the money, whereas the Witcher series on Netflix is a passion project for him. Yes. And it's just like that's what I want from you. I'm a big fan of any male character that like looks like he's moments from his life falling apart. (laughs) (laughs) As a character type, like Gaskar. Oh yes. He looks so much better in season two because that man went through trauma and that's hot. Yes. Right? I, I did enjoy him a lot more in season two for sure. But I, just in general, like the moment a man in the media <laughs> goes through some shit, he's immediately hotter. <laughs> I'm not wrong. You are not wrong. That was not a laugh of disagreement. <laughs> Okay. Um. So I watched some Kirby gameplay. <gasps> did you? I did, because Ben was watching, um, who was he watching on Twitch? We were watching somebody on Twitch play it. Yeah. Holy shit, it looks great. I know, I, I still need to pick it up. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't gotten the chance to yet, but, uh. Yeah. I, I've. I, it's, it's to the point where I'm like, I would consider getting a Switch, because it just looks fun. 
I'm really surprised, and that was one announcement I didn't think I would ever hear is like a brand new Kirby game, which is awesome. Like it's overdue. I think the last Kirby game I ever saw was like on my Game Boy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, like, of course, he's a staple in like um, all Smash Bros. Smash Bros. And like everybody knows who Kirby is. Yeah. Anybody who does any sort of gaming adjacent things, and I think. It's one of those things where, because we're now in the age like where we have kids that are going to be getting into these types yeah. of things, I think we're going to see lots more um, revamps and new games of familiar yeah. properties to us uh, to corner that our kids market because we'll pay for things for our kids to enjoy the things that we enjoyed as children because we're narcissistic like that. I mean, I would love to see my nephew's reaction to Kirby. I think he'd have a lot of fun with it. I'm very sure that Arya would love Kirby. Yeah. Like, it's it's complicated enough where it gives you a bit of a challenge, but not to the point where you're, like, throwing your controller in frustration. And plus, it's co-op, too. So there's the co-op options, so mm -hmm. you can play together if they get stuck. Mm-hmm. Or, if, like, if I got stuck. <laughs> and our house would probably be, I get stuck and she has to help me. <laughs> And the, or both of us are stuck and we have to yell for Ben. Yeah, right. But yeah, I, I'm excited for the next few years of gaming. It's going to be really big. Mm -hmm. I'm now just waiting for the announcement for when God of War Ragnarok comes out. Fuck, yeah. Because I'm just like, I don't let it be this year. Please don't let it be this year. I'm going to die. Because <laughs> um, like Hogwarts Legacy comes out at the end of the year. It's like, I know that was like this, I was like, this is one game I don't don't know if I want to publicly talk about because of all the backlash that's happening right now. Much deserved backlash. I was going to say, so my big thing is even less about that she who must not be named is a fucking turf. Yeah. So much as a, a few people who've had like the pre-release stuff that I've seen. Um... The game specifically, like, really leans into, like, the anti-Semitic themes of the goblins. And I'm like, that's gross. Yeah, it's... I haven't watched any of it because I don't know, like, if someone's just leaning too hard into that. Or if it's, like, nitpicking to be like, this is what it feels like, so I'm just going to say it. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you know, people are going to jump on top of that. And that's fair. I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm, mm. just, I'm hoping that... That's, that's it. And hopefully it is wrong. Because <laughs> I don't I'm, seem I'm, like I'm supportive of that. I'm more than willing to like wait till more information comes out. Yes. To like give it like a hard pass or anything. But I'm I'm going in with the understanding mm -hmm. that there probably is going to be things that I don't like. Yeah. It, it's so early on really. It's yeah, actually them releasing the information of what the game's about. Yeah. Like closer to I hope we get like a better understanding what the game actually is mm -hmm. and like a little bit more story beats and yeah. like a little bit more about the gameplay and how like, what we're actually doing yeah it's so hard because it's like that first glance you're like this is the hogwarts game i wanted yes since like since the movies came out like this is what i wanted because visually it looks stunning yes and it there's looks like absolutely so incredible. much to do and it's open world and mm -hmm. it's just like oh, do so much yeah. My loot goblin inside of me is just like, yes! Yes! Give me all the things. But, yeah, I understand, and that's why I'm like, 
maybe this is one game I going forward I won't talk about too much. Yeah. Even just like on Tumblr and stuff. Like I'm not. No, I don't. We, we've talked about how Tumblr's finally enough toxic right now, so I don't need to be going in there looking for fights. Exactly. I'm like, nope, this is not it. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so we're going to take our first break. And then what are we talking about today? Uh, I believe we are talking about our favorite female characters in media. Yeah. I think that'll be super fun. Fucking girl power, as one yes. does. Uh, I'm very excited. And it's like a wide array of media types, which is super exciting. Yeah. From comic books to video games to movies to books. We're yeah. We're going to talk about pretty much all of it. Very excited. Um, and we'll take a take a quick breather. While we change over, because that's just how this uh, this recording situation works. Talk to you soon. Bye. All right. So let's just dive right into yeah some of our favorite female characters. Sounds good. Do you want to start or? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so the first one that came to mind for me was Ellen Ripley from Alien. Oh, nice. Sigourney Weaver. Alien, on top of just being a classic film, mm-hmm. um, is a highlight in science fiction horror movies. Yes. Um, and every single person on that fucking space station would have survived had they listened to Ripley. Because Ripley was level-headed, intelligent, authoritative, understanding. Yeah. And it's like, y'all are idiots. Because you, you, you're all dead because you refused to listen to her. Because you're idiots. <laughs> Complete idiots. Um, and I appreciated that they let her be masculine and grimy and like strong-willed and authoritative. Like she was very much so to not a sex symbol in any way. Sigourney Weaver's hot as fuck and maintains being hot as fuck to this day. That woman is incredible. Um, as like, she is attractive, but I am not looking at her as an object. Like she's very much so a present character in the whole film. Uh, and she's a Banff, and I absolutely adore her. And I think what makes her so attractive is because she's so strong, and because she's so, like, let's just get shit done, you In know? charge. Yes. She is boss in charge, and I'm into it. 100%. She would, she could just step on my face, and I'd say thanks. <laughs> That's a great first choice. Thank you. Who do you have first choice? Um... Aloy from the Horizon series is yes. probably my top choice right now for female-led video games at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, she's such a complex character, and it's been driving me insane seeing these reviews come out. Everyone's, like, praising the game, but they're like, Aloy's so dull, and she's so harsh, and blah. It's like, you clearly did not play the video game. You did not play the video game to its fullest. You mainlined the fucking game. You went from point A to point B. You didn't fill out the incomplete map. And it's so frustrating because so much of her character development in the second game is by exploring and doing all the side quests and talking to your companions. 
and like showing that she's compassionate and loving, but like strong willed. And it's like, it's like, I'm sorry. You would, all of you would be frothing at the mouth if it was a male character yeah. that had that same initial reaction. Well, what's really frustrating is like this game, like Horizon Forbidden West came out and then I think a week later, Elden Ring came out. So mm-hmm. I know, I knew for a fucking fact, all those gamer boys out there are, are doing that. They're taking the time with Elden Ring. They're exploring, they're doing a hundred plus hours and they're just like delving into this world. It's like, but Horizon's just as good. It's like, which is fine. Like Elden yeah, Ring looks yeah, incredible. And I understand the hype because it's, it's great. Yeah. But don't make a snap judgment on yeah. Horizon because it's not your jam. And that's fine. Then don't review it. You know, don't accept the code from PlayStation if you're not going to give it the full opportunity. Or, the, mm-hmm. or give it a real chance. And that was something that was, like, so irritating. Especially coming from people who really liked the first game. And loved that world. And loved Aloy. And they're just ripping into her. But they're still giving it, like, a 10 out of 10. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> it was so irritating. And because... it's like, again, why is it okay? Like, what what is your problem with Aloy being that type of character? Yeah. Because... The things that you're saying about her, why you don't like her, mm-hmm. could be said about a vast number of other protagonists in other series. Exactly. And you never said shit about that. I'm sorry, have you, has anybody ever played fucking any game with Solid Snake in it? Right. That dude's an asshole. Yes. And he's, boring as fuck. And he's so loved. And everybody's like, he's the ba- biggest badass. And it's like, yeah, he's great. And it works in the storyline because he's... And it's like, that's fine. Yeah. I don't, I think there is a place for people to have those types of character attitudes, but you can't rip on a female character yes. for having that kind of play style and like that kind of personality. If you wouldn't also have an issue with a male character having that type. It's like, right? and if that's, if that's the case, cool. Then that's just not a character for you or you need to do a little bit more digging. What, what my biggest complaint about it was everyone's like, she talks too much when, like, while you're playing. I'm sorry, you want a 50-plus-hour game with no dialogue other than talking to other characters? I, like, I love The Witcher 3. It's my top RPG ever. Mm. And Geralt talks to you fucking constantly, because what else is there to do? You just want to listen to the wind blow? Like, holy shit. In the background. Yep. It's like you can't complain about this one thing when it happens to every RPG. Like, yes, she's gonna, like, Aloy's gonna walk you through this puzzle because clearly you can't do it. And that was another thing. Like, everyone's like, these puzzles are so hard. Like, no, they're not. Ah, I was, yes. (laughs) It is my game of the year so far. Excellent. I I know you've been having such a great time playing it. I have. I, my phone is filled with screenshots. <laughs> it's just so such a cute. beautiful game. So cute. Every frame is a wallpaper. You can print it and post and and put it up on your wall. Like it's such a beautiful. Yeah, game. the art, the art in it is absolutely spectacular. It is, and I'm so blown away by it. Like I said, Aloy has done such a big character growth from the first game, and I'm so excited to see what happens going forward with her character. So she's definitely like. 
And I love that she's become, like, a staple for PlayStation. I love that. Like, just looking up video game female characters, she is one of the prominent pictures that is displayed on Google. I'm like, yeah. I love that. It makes me so happy. Okay. So, so that's, I totally get it. Super, super good answer. I love that. Thank you. Um, so, my other one is, like, a relatively recent add to my list. And that is uh, Maki Zenen mm. from Jujutsu Kaisen. I don't think I've seen that one yet. No, it's so fucking good. Is it? It's so good. It's, I have a big post. the one that I have a poster of in my living room. Oh, okay. Uh, it's not the girl on the poster, because that's no bar up. Also a badass. But there's just something about Maki that I absolutely love. So, um... Maki is a trainee jujitsu sorcerer. She's a second year. The main character is a first year, so she's like okay. she's his senior. And she comes she's just such a badass and gives no fucks about anybody. She's she's <laughs> um she is a weapons master. Oh. Uh she can use basically any handheld weapon. Uh, a sword, a staff, a bow, awesome. uh, nunchucks, like any handed weapon. Yeah. She's an expert at. Because her family, the Zenin clan, is one of the most prolific families of Jujutsu sorcerers in the world. Um, but they're super, super sexist. Uh-huh. And she they basically treated her like a slave as a kid beat the shit out of her uh and she bounced she was like later fucking days abandoned her whole clan good Um, good for her (laughs) um i was like no like i'm gonna because they were they wouldn't let the women from their clan go to become jujutsu sorcerers only the men were allowed to go so she bounced was like no fuck you i'm gonna go be a jujutsu sorcerer um so, um, that was super dope and she's incredibly intelligent and smart and she's a great tactician and cold and calculating and everybody has in the context of the universe has what's called like they have cursed energy okay which is the gives them the ability to see curses and use curse techniques okay maki despite being a despite being a jujutsu sorcerer Coming from a clan of Jujutsu sorcerers has no cursed energy. Really? She has special glasses that let her see curses, and she uses literally just her physical fighting style with all of her weapons. She and she has weapons that get imbued with cursed energy from other people that she uses. She's a fucking badass, and I love her so much. She's so dope. I absolutely love her. She has a twin sister in the show who does have cursed energy. Uh, my, uh, my uses guns oh, and nice. she imbues her bullets with curse energy. That'd be a fun video game. <laughs> right? They actually, they, they do have a fighting video game. Oh. It's, it's not in, in uh, North America yet. It's only in Japan, but it's dope as fuck. Uh, so yeah, so that's my, that's my second one on my list is Maki Zenin. She sounds so cool and I can't wait to see what her character design looks like. Oh, right. You haven't seen her. She's no. just... She's so dope. I love Maki. See, I get all of my anime stuff from from <laughs> Kayla. <laughs> and I love hearing about it. It sounds really awesome. So this is Maki. Oh, she looks dope. 
Yeah. Uh, I love one that of... she's not like your stereotypical stereotypical anime female, you know, like with that type of uh well and so and like they very much I think that's one of my favorite things about Jujutsu Kaisen in terms of especially like the female character designs. Yeah. Um I keep seeing pictures of her from the like the later in the manga and because she gets shit gets real later in the manga which i'm trying to not do spoilers because i I haven't started reading it yet um but and there's nothing wrong with like female anime characters at all like with their character design but it's so refreshing when you get something different um and i think that's one of my favorite things about all the characters in jujutsu kaisen especially all the females is their varying body types they Mm -hmm. look strong they look like it's not these tiny like Novara looks strong as fuck um and it's like yeah she's cute but she also looks like she could punch me the fuck out and I <laughs> like it I'm into it she's a cinnamon roll that could kill you oh she's not a cinnamon roll she's a flaming cunt in the best oh. way possible I love oh, Novara excellent um Maki is <laughs> so like this is Nobara. this is the female lead in the show there's a good photo of her where it's just like, oh yeah, like you're just, like she just looks, oh, yeah, like, okay. it's like, she's got broad shoulders and a harsh haircut and like, they're cute. Like they're, yeah. they're drawn beautifully. It's very funny because like the more like visually attractive characters in the show are the dudes. Really? Yes. That's great. Yes. Gojo is incredibly pretty. Um, and there's a, a variation in all the girls. Like they don't just look like the same girl. Yeah. Which I appreciate. That's great. All right. Who else you got on your list? Uh, my, I guess, kind of like a three-parter. They come from the same universe. It's Katara, Toph, and Korra. Nice. I, for obvious reasons, I love Katara and Korra so much. I think they're such strong indigenous representation for mm-hmm. females in media and their story arc is incredible i loved watching or seeing like side by sides of when katara starts off in avatar the last airbender to where she ends, ends up Absolutely. and just the growth is just immense like, mm-hmm. even at the end of season one it's like she's become a water master water bending master and but she also shows that she's compassionate. She's loving. She doesn't have to lose that side of herself. And that's something that you don't always see in, in female characters. Like, they end up having to be the bitch or something like that. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's great to a degree. But, like, you can have the soft side to you and still have a meaningful growth. They are not mutually exclusive things in yeah. human beings. And they shouldn't be mutually exclusive in characters. Exactly. And of course, like, Toph is just this badass from the moment you meet her. She just takes control of that show and... Well, and I think Toph almost gets the opposite thing. Right. Where Toph comes out of the gate strong and capable and doesn't need anybody and commands the space and is an excellent um, earthbender. Yes. Like, as soon as you meet her, but has the social skills of a fucking gnat. 100%. 100%. Like, can't people at all. At all. Whereas Katara's very good at peopling, and she's a strong bender. Yeah. But she just needs to harness her power and feel comfortable in herself. Exactly. Whereas Toph, in her bending, feels incredibly yes. comfortable. But 
does not feel comfortable <laughs> being a person. No, and, and she does have that, like you said, that growth too of like, mm-hmm. yes, relying on the Avatar team and relying on people to have her back. Yes. Especially it's like in situations where she can't see. It's like she literally, literally has, can't. <laughs> she has to rely on the people around her. Mm-hmm. Of course, like Korra just being the polar opposite of Aang. And I, I remember hearing people were kind of put off by her at first and stuff like that. It's like she's not meant to be like Aang. The whole point is that every avatar yeah. is different. Because even look at how Aang was when we compared him to the previous avatars in the Roku. spirit world, like, yeah. like Roku and Kaioshi. Yes. It's like they were all drastically different people yeah. given the same power based on what was needed at the time. And really, by the time we meet Korra, it's like she is getting the training in all the other um, bending, like the mm-hmm. fire, earth, and water. So she's a master there, and it's air that's having giving her the hardest time because she's not she's she's stubborn, you know, and, and she's, she's not spiritual, no. and she doesn't she doesn't slow down. She's rash and makes snap yeah. decisions. Which is the opposite of how Aang was, because Aang grew up with the, the air nomads, like yeah. the monks. And that's the whole point of the cyclical nature of the Avatar. Yeah. Is that it maintains balance by creating strengths in each area as the wheel turns. <laughs> yes, and, and being a, a fully realized Avatar and person. Like, she's still a teenager. Yeah, it's she- like, I'm sorry that this... 16 year old who told who's been told she's gonna save the world yeah bring balance is kind of full of herself and that's also i love about her too is she is arrogant she is confident in her style in her in her strength and everything Mm -hmm. and just her character design too is very like muscular and strong and i love that about her absolutely and she never wavers of of that part of her is like this is who she is mm-hmm. or just is her decisions the right one and that's her internal struggle is like am i doing the right thing and of course like the trauma she's been put through in four seasons is immense it's insane it's like ang had to to go through his actions of running away and thankfully it was a good thing he did or he would have died. Yes. And it's just like, yeah, waking up after a hundred years and realizing every single human being you know is dead. Oh, God. Like, yeah, that's traumatic. But that's like a processing trauma where it's just like my entire life has changed. Like nothing bad has technically happened to him. Yeah. It is just a new reality that he has to come to grips with and it's sad. Whereas like, Cora had so many things oh, wow. done directly to her. Yeah. And has to face the consequences of some of those actions as well. And immediately. Immediately. She doesn't have time to like sort through this or figure it out. It's just like, fix it. You're the avatar. And, and you're she's not like, good. bitch, I am 16. Yeah. So Cora's like, I love Cora. I love Cora. And I'm excited to see who we might get next as an avatar. Because mm-hmm. I think I think it's been confirmed they're doing a whole new season of a new Avatar. Which I'm interested in how they're gonna do that. Yeah, 
It was gonna be like a precursor one, like pre Kyoshi. I don't think so. I think it's gonna be an, a whole new person. So it's gonna be how Earth, the <laughs> Earthbending Avatar. Yeah, like that would be that would be next. Yeah, but literally how? <laughs> I I kind of imagine that they're gonna push through to modern day um, world, I guess, because. Core kind of takes place roughly well, uh, like the twenties era. I was gonna say like yeah, Industrial Revolution, yeah. late eighteen hundreds to the nineteen tens, nineteen fifteen, nineteen twenty. So I can see them start moving into more modern day kind of world for them. Hmm. I don't know how that's gonna look. Of course, like obviously we're not making the show. No. I know they're I know they're focused on the live action adaptation now for Avatar, which I'm very excited for. The casting looks phenomenal. Yes. Proper casting. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> After that fucking travesty. I don't want to talk about it. Fucking Shamalama Ding Dong. That's bad. Like I'd like some Ed the Shamalama videos. Yes, yeah, some videos. <laughs> <laughs> like he's a YouTuber. <laughs> I think he's made some really great movies. That is not one of them. That thing is hot raccoon piss. I get so mad just looking at it. (laughs) Fucking Jasper from Twilight. (laughs) (laughs) Shut the fuck up. They mispronounced his name. All of them. I pretty much, I think they did that for everyone. It was so frustrating. And the, and the, the, I just, Ugh. The whole thing is, it's garbage. It's, garbage. it's not garbage. It's not garbage. Okay. Um. The last one on my list. Yes. Is Dana Scully from the X-Files. Oh, yes! <laughs> yes! I stand a take no prisoners queen. Um. And I, there's something that I just desperately love about somebody who sees absolutely factual paranormal shit happen every day and is always like, yeah, probably not. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like, I love that she plays the straight man Mm -hmm. to Mulder's absolute lunatic the entire time. Um, Jillian Kirk is also just... She's so, she's amazing. She's also incredibly hot. Even with her bad 90s hair. (laughs) Smash. But still smash. (laughs) Um, I, she is no nonsense, intelligent, Mm -hmm. and capable. She is a excellent FBI agent. Um, and it, it really is. Like, I just, there's something that makes me so incredibly happy about how much she does not want to believe Mulder, regardless of the fact that she's literally <laughs> seen an alien. She's al- always, it's always just like, no, probably not. <laughs> and it's like, ma'am, you fought a worm man the last episode who was a leech person in a pipe. Like, I don't know... <laughs> Why you're now like, yeah, chupacabras don't exist. It's like, <laughs> miss, I have questions. Most of them are for you. Yeah. I'm, 
Admittedly, I've never been a big X-Files fan. I was really sad because I wanted to like the the re like the reboots mm-hmm. much more than I did. Right. But the the original X-Files I really did like. It was very, very good. I think it was just out of my my range at the time when it came out. Mm-hmm. I'm sure at some point I'll I'll sit down and watch It's very good. Oh, it's very good. It. And of course she's just so iconic. The photo. The photo from the press. For the X-Files, I want to say it was like season two. And there she is like the most, it's so 90s in the best way possible. She's got her like red, very hairsprayed hair. It's like super harsh side part goes all the way up and around. She looks incredible. There's shoulder pads in her suits. She is backlit. No, it's that one's good too. But it's, it's she's backlit. Um, and there's like fog happening behind her. <laughs> And I want to say it was from, like, the Fox TV ad. And she, like, walks in, folds her arms, <laughs> and then, like, that's it. Like, that's the single motion she does, and it's incredible. She's gorgeous. Right? I love her hair. I just love the color of it. It's just, it's, like I said, iconic. It is. Yeah. Dana Scully. Correct. She's a good, she's a good egg. Wonderful choice. Excellent. Um, do you want to do your last choice and then we'll sure. do a couple more after the break? Yeah. Um, my next one is X23. <gasps> Fuck <Jane>. yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I, I still remember watching X-Men Evolution on TV and her that was her first ever appearance. I can't remember which episode. Um, I don't know. But it was... Um, she was after she was after Logan. She was after Wolverine because mm-hmm. she escaped from um, um she escaped the lab that she was she was in. Yeah, it was uh, whatever the fuck of dust is. I look like a vampire with a weird triangle on his head. Sinister? No. Yeah, Mister Sinister. Okay. Um, his actual name name. I can't remember. But, but it um, was his science lab. Yes. So I just remember that vividly and seeing her and just falling in love and just so happy when she started getting her own comics and being introduced there. And I thought Daphne did such a wonderful job in the, the Logan movie portraying a little X-23. She just did a phenomenal I job. simultaneously was terrified of her and just wanted to give her a hug. Yes. I was like, oh, sweet girl. My my baby angel, you look at you murdering. There's there's a few things I I took kind of issue with her backstory with the with the movie, but that's just mm-hmm. another topic. Like, that's just plot related yeah. stuff. Which, but overall, like her character is just so captivating to me, and I just love that she is like she's Logan's daughter. I found her absolutely fascinating. Yes. And just kind of, like, I'm hoping that she can be introduced into, like, the Marvel Universe at some point. But at the same time, it's like, but she needs, like, the violence, right? Like, that's, she's Wolverine's daughter. She has that berserker rage in her, too. And, mm-hmm. and probably even more so because she was. Because she doesn't know how to people. We- <laughs> no, she's a weapon. She's yeah. the Weapon X program. And she, like, actually was born into the Weapon X program. Yeah. Like she, there was no being a regular person for her. No. Whereas, like, yeah, Logan was part of the Weapon X program. We, we, we know. But, but... He volunteered for that. And 
He'd like lived a real life. Yeah. And is no longer part of it and was like out in society. So like that type of rage that he gets. Yeah. Can be tempered with just like regular human interactions. <laughs> Where she has none. Mm-hmm. So I would I would love to see more of that in other media as well. I love that. I really like that answer. Thank you. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And then how many more do you have? Uh, There's a few more. Perfect. Same here. Awesome. Excellent. So we will be back to finish off our lists of our favorite female characters. I'm wondering if, like, we should go back through this and see if, like, there's, like, an overarching theme in the kind of girls we like. I feel like there probably is in mine because they all sound like bitchy women who could punch you in the face. I think I'm a mixture of that <laughs> between the two of us. <laughs> just unbridled rage and just having none of your shit. Yes, which uh, that's all I want. And looking fabulous while doing it. Yes, correct. I want you to hit me with fabulous nails on. Like, that's what I mean. Like, I want you to not a hair out of place. Yeah. Run me over with your car. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We will resume shortly. Stroke? <laughs> What's happening? Hello! <laughs> Hi! Sorry. Um, I couldn't use a mouse, apparently. <laughs> Just having the real time. <laughs> yeah, you're doing left-handed. I'd have a hard time, too. Yes. <laughs> All right. So I, look, I have three left. Um, so the first one is Garcia from Criminal Minds. I've never seen, or have I? I think I've seen it, maybe. She's their, like, computer analyst girl. Oh, okay, Blonde girl who is bubbly and weird and out there and amazing and talented and is so authentically just an absolute loon. And I love her for it because she's built, she's made as a character in such a way as she's unapologetically herself. Right. And it doesn't take away from the fact that she is valued and incredibly skilled and an asset to the team while also being an absolute lunatic. (laughs) I know who you're talking about now. I had to Google her. Yes. I've never seen it. I've, I've seen clips of her and stuff like that. Um, I love Criminal Minds, like, especially, like, the first probably, like, eight seasons. Okay. Um, Watched religiously. I think I watched the first three seasons, like, five times each. Like, I love them. Um, It's everything that I like in a show. It's serial killers and jokes and drama, (laughs) and it's great. Um, She looks like she'd be a lot of fun to hang out with. but I, it's always really fun because there's a great dichotomy between her and the rest of the characters mm-hmm. where she's very much like an integral part of the team. Yeah. But she's, she's not a profiler. She's not an FBI agent. She's none of those things. But she is an incredibly talented um, computer researcher right. and 
she she got the job at the at the FBI because she was a hacker. Oh, um, interesting. And she's full of sparkly fuzzy things and fluffy pens and bright colored dresses and garish yeah. shoes and is just unapologetically fun and weird and not serious while also being respected yeah. and love for her skills it's there's an ongoing joke between her and Derek who is played by Shamar mm-hmm. um who is an absolute dreamboat and he's just this big hulking like suave police looking dude um and every time they phone each other like they have their best friends in the show but they aggressively flirt with each other every time they're on the phone so he answers the phone and he's like baby girl I need help and the shit that she says to him is absolutely insane. The best is sometimes he'll pick up and be like, "Hey, this is what we need," and she'll and she'll lay it out and just say absolute abhorrent things to him on the phone. And he's like, "Baby girl, you're on speakerphone," <laughs> and like she's she's all for like good like one quips of just, and I just I love. That you have somebody who is respected and loved and treated as an equal yeah. for the skills that they bring to it without being ostracized for being different than everybody else in the group, yeah. which I absolutely love. Yeah, because at first glance, you would think that, oh, she's the butt of the joke. And and she's not. She's That's never the case. Yeah. They all love and respect her mm-hmm. so very much. And like a lot of the time, it's really, Garcia's the person that, keeps them human like people because they right. deal with such awful things all the time and she is kind of like the, the lightness and brevity in the heart of all of those situations where it's like she lets them remember like this is all terrible like we all deal with terrible things but the biggest thing is that we love each other and yeah. we respect each other and we work together and you do need you do need that in a team where like you said there's just so much darkness yeah that you can lose yourself to that mm-hmm and and that's she is a breath of fresh air in a relatively dark show while not losing like it's it's never for comedic relief like she is funny yeah but it's never for comedic relief in the sense of like being the butt of any jokes or just just there to relieve the pressure she's an integral part of how they operate and how things get done in the show that's great yeah i absolutely love her all right who else you got? Who else you got for me? Um, my next choice is Yennefer for uh, The Witcher 3, uh, The Wild Hunting. I'm kind of lukewarm with her about the TV series, so I'm just going to strictly stick to the video games. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I I have a love-hate relationship with her sometimes because she can just be a real bitch and it's like off-putting and it's just like, God, can you just get a sense of humor? But you realize it's just her wanting to get things done and to find her surrogate daughter Siri as fast as possible. Yeah. And that's just something I love so much about Yennefer is that she does have a lot of heart and she <laughs> um she cares deeply for not just Siri, but for the world that she lives in, for the continent continent and for Geralt especially and I know that they have like a very tumultuous relationship whether it's like is this magic that brings us together or is it actual love 
And I, I love that kind of overarching theme between the two of them as well. Yeah. Well, and you've talked about Yennefer quite a bit in just like other conversations that yeah. we've had. And she sounds fascinating to me. Oh, you would love her. I, of course hands, I would. Hands down. <laughs> like, I just love her aesthetic as well. I love the dark black hair and the purple eyes. And of course, she's like, her uniform is white and black. That's pr- pretty much it. Excellent. And she's a fantastic sorceress. I would love to actually, like, play as her Ooh. at some point. Like, even if it's just in future games or something like that, I think that would be so much fun to feel what magic is really like in the video games. Mm-hmm. Because really, you only really get it as, like, a, a visual thing that's happening yeah. as, like, a magic user in the games, right? Yeah, because the only other time you play as another character is Siri. Um, and that's a lot of fun too. Like she has so many unique powers that you can do so much with. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are like, well, what if we get Witcher 4 is through series perspective. Also very interesting. Also yeah. very cool. But I get what you would want to, because it's like, it's a stable character that you know really well, yeah. that you're intimately aware of. You understand her motivations. You understand what she's doing. But it's just the perception of the world yeah. through that person is so much different. Especially... If, it, if we would get to play as Siri, she would be the first ever female witcher. From my knowledge, I could be very wrong. I haven't read the books. Um, and of course, like the games take place after the books. That's why CD Projekt Red could do so much, um, have so much freedom with it. Yeah. Um, I know the author, was, I don't think he was a very, very big fan of the games, but it's fine. Sorry. Yeah. So it, it'll be interesting either way. I just want more Yennefer and. It's hard, too, because it, it all depends on what path you take as Geralt. Yeah. So you get so many different endings. And thankfully, I've only stumbled across, like, two crappy endings, really. <laughs> Most of the time, Siri ends up as the Witcher with you, which is fantastic. So Fabulous. Love yes. that. Yennefer and Siri, I love them. Excellent. Excellent. Um, so... My second to last one is the main female protagonist in the anime Toradora. Okay. Which is a romance anime that Ari is obsessed with. It's only one season, which is very disappointing, but it's so good. Um, we've probably watched the entire thing like six uh, times. I, um, you, I remember you telling me about it. Yeah. So her name is Taiga. Um, and her nickname in school is the Palm Top Tiger. Oh. Because she is four foot ten. She is tiny and, um, but they call her the Palm Top Tiger because she's, she's tiny and beautiful and cute and looks like a, looks like a doll. But she will also chew your fucking face off. (laughs) Like, that girl will walk up to you and kick you in the head and have no qualms about it. Um, and she's brash and loud and opinionated and mean. And, um, and you see a lot of that comes from just like the way that she was raised. When we're introduced to her, we find out very early on one of the reasons that she ends up um, spending so much time with the male lead and like is because his building is right beside her building and their windows actually meet oh, in the alley okay. between them. And her window's a little bit higher than his. And um, 
she spends ends up over there every night for dinner. Um, and we find out later it's because she feel, she lives alone. Oh. She doesn't live with her parents. She doesn't know how to cook for her. So she has this big apartment that her family pays for, that her dad pays for. Mm-hmm. She is always alone. Oh. And she has had nothing but disappointment from all of the people that she's relied on, except for her best friend, which is why her best friend's the only person she's ever nice to in the beginning. And everybody else thinks she's this mean psycho because she refuses to open up to people. Right. Her guard's up. Her guard is up with everybody. And it's always so fun because she really is. She just, she's so cute and petite and angelic looking and she's an absolute gremlin (laughs) and I love her so much. It's so funny when they finally admit at the end that they're in love with each other. It turns into a yelling match. They fell in a river (laughs) and it's so good because it feels it's so fitting. It's so fitting for them. And I love that even through the falling in love that they do, and like realizing how much they mean to each other. She never stops being herself. Right. Which, Which I absolutely, is great. I absolutely adore. But yeah, uh, the Palm Top Tiger, Taiga, absolutely phenomenal. One of my one of my favorite female protagonists. I hate romantic comedies, but I love romance animes. I think it's nice when it, it you don't have to change yourself to have a meaningful relationship with someone. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of rom-coms feels like either party has to change something about themselves. And it's it's different to grow together yeah. than to be like, oh, this thing is unattractive about you and you should change it. Yeah. It's like, no, that's that should not be the messaging here. At all. And I think that's what anime does so well. It's like they're falling in love with each other as is. Uh, exactly. And I think that's why it's like he's gonna love her, her feral energy. <laughs> uh, the amount of times that she punches him and kicks him and screams at him, which is like not great. <laughs> like I don't, I don't think that you should beat on your no. partners. But he just takes it and starts because he looks at me. He's like, "Oh, I've, I have made you uncomfortable by like perceiving you as a person." Right. And it also just takes it in stride. It's just, that's just Tyga. She's mm-hmm. loud and obnoxious and says mean things because she's just, she's brash and she doesn't apologize for things. And yeah, it's just, absolutely. it's fine. It's just how she is. I love that. Yeah. And I love that you can like watch that with Arya and um, she's enjo- she enjoys it so much. Oh, she absolutely loves Tyga. Absolutely loves Tyga. That's great. Yeah. Uh, we watched a couple of really great romance animes. I'm going to give you a couple that you need to, to watch. Okay. Because they're so good. All right. Sounds great. Who else do you have? Um, last on my list is another video game character. Shocking. Um, is Cassandra from Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Oh, okay. I haven't seen any much to do with Odyssey. Like, I know Assassin's Creed, yeah. but... Um, the last three games, the Ubisoft really branched out and made the world so much bigger for the Assassin's Creed games. And it's kind of like, I think this is the first time, not first time. Um, I have, admittedly, I haven't played any of the older versions because I'm like, I don't want to go back. No, 
<laughs> Why would I go backwards? So I actually started with Odyssey for the Assassin's Creed because it's such a gigantic map. I love 100 plus hour games. And her, really, I think her character is canon. Um, of course, there's a bunch of stuff with the studio that, that came out and it was um, revealed that I think for Odyssey and Valhalla, the females were supposed to be the canon characters, but of course the, the studio honchos were being dicks about it. So no one wants a female live video game. So they had to put a, a male version in, which was like great, but you can tell where the story really means more with the females. And Cassandra just asserts dominance and in so many ways like she's just this incredible mercenary and you really care about her character and i kind of felt like near the end with all the expansions they kind of did a bit of a disservice to her in a lot of ways where it's just like none of it matters like there, the one dlc is like she ends up having a kid and it's just like kid never talked about again I'm like that's that's a significant moment in, in someone's life yeah and like <laughs> a child and you're just like, here you go, go become an assassin kind of thing. Or it was just, it was kind of messy near the end. But um, yeah, I, I would love, love to go back and replay Odyssey again and just like live in the world with her. Yeah. I love that. Because it definitely, uh, it's so frustrating. Mm -hmm. That's so frustrating. It is. Because you're just like, well, what's what's the point of this? Why would you introduce this huge thing as a kid? And it's just like, it's never talked about again. Like in later days, deuces. Like, pretty much. And at the moment, you're like, when you're playing it for the first time, it, it, it's just like, it's heartfelt. And you're like, well, where's the kid? Yeah. <laughs> like, what happens? Like, like, it's just like, it goes on to be an assassin for the for the other games like I don't get it I don't get that choice I know you're trying to like weave them into the lore but it just didn't work for me yeah <sighs> especially because it's like I know not all women have that drive to be a mom and that's completely valid it's completely fair and maybe you should just kept her as that because even just any of the romances you can do it means nothing it means absolutely nothing to the character later on so it's like why would you introduce this makes no sense yeah and it's, it's so frustrating because it's like you made all of these wonderful strong female characters yeah and then fucking dj Khaled played yourself <laughs> like, yes over over what some 1950s patriarchal bullshit Pretty much. That's what it felt like to me, at least. And it was just like, I don't like when they, they lead characters to that route. And it's just like, it makes no sense. Just, and I think that's what I love about Aloy so much is like, everyone around her loves her. And she's just like, I got shit to do. Yes. I can't focus on this right now. I care about you as a person, but I have no time for romance. And it works. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Bring it back to Aloy. <laughs> Love that. Well, I think her and Cassandra would get along great. Ooh, probably. 
there's one thing that they did for the way that um, you describe it it absolutely sounds like it's like yeah those bitches would be friends 100 percent. and i didn't get to play it yet and i'm mad at myself for not uh doing it but um ubisoft intertwined odyssey with valhalla where they have cassandra going into valhalla Okay. So it's like you get the two like lead characters and these two massive games like coming together. Like, oh, I love this so much. So I can't wait to actually play it. I've seen gameplay because I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get to it because yeah, Valhalla's a massive game and I'm very overwhelmed. I stopped. <laughs> I was like, I'll get to this some other time when I don't have other massive games coming out. So at some point I'll be able to enjoy it. There's only so many fucking hours in a day. Yeah, especially having to, like, I think at that point when all the DLCs were out for Valhalla, I had already moved on to other games, so it's like having to relearn everything. I'm like, fuck, it's too much, too much. Fair. Yeah. Fair. I like that. I'm very happy with that. I'm very happy with that list. Thank you so much. I'm happy with yours. I do have, I got my last one. Oh, okay. Very, very, yes. la very last one. And it is left field compared to the rest oh. of the people on this list who is it sakura kinemoto from card captor sakura oh <gasps> yes <laughs> card captor <laughs> oh my god I, I love her so much in terms of like as the magical girl trope mm -hmm. I love Sailor Moon and it will always have a very strong and like loyal place in my heart. But if I think about it, there is something that I just find so much more endearing about Sakura as the quote unquote magical girl. Yes. Because there is no longstanding lore it doesn't get too bogged down into its own story. And she is very much so just a 10-year-old girl yeah. who very accidentally opened a book of magical cards <laughs> <laughs> because she's kind of clumsy and weird. Um, and she really... My favorite parts about Cardcaptor Sakura, on top of, I just find the whole thing is very endearing, and I think it's beautifully animated. So beautiful. Um, as I've read, I read a bit of the manga for that one. Like I did have yeah. some of them because it was it was out with like when I was like entering my beginning weed phase. So I actually bought some of the manga for the first. I think oh, I had like cool. the first like six volumes. Um, and the manga was really beautiful, and the story was really engaging. The lore is super fun. I find the whole story is really great. But with Sakura, her strength really lies in... Um, because she doesn't always believe in herself. And she allows herself to be scared and upset about things. And to fully admit that she doesn't know what she's doing. Yeah. But her, her strength really lies in her commitment to trying to help the people that she loves mm -hmm. and to try to, she really is like, that is, that's her biggest character thing is she wants to help. Just lovely. Um, and she, she takes responsibility for her own mistakes. Right. Um, and yeah, she's horrified and terrified and cries and does all of those things that we, we love a trademark 
magical girl to do. Um, but Which she's is also very understandable for her age as well. Like, that's and, a lot. That's a lot to thrust on a 10 year old. Um, and, but she also, she's very willing to ask for help. And I think her and Sharon, like her and Lee's relationship mm-hmm. Is one of the best, like, and most organic relationships that happens in a magical girl show. Right. Because they start out as rivals. They're both competing for the cards. And she is willing to defer to him because he's been training for this his whole life. Yeah. And is willing to be like, no, like, you, you're incredible. And you're, and she is so willing to like hype somebody up on what they're good at and take in all of that advice. And she's appreciative and genuinely kind. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've watched it, to be honest. We, it's another one that I've been watching with Aria. (laughs) (laughs) But I remember kind of that natural progression from Sailor Moon to card capture and just really being captured by it you know and it was just like and upon rewatch still really holds up oh really yeah i know it's on netflix so i i I have it on my list i just yeah around to watch it yeah no ari and i watched most of it and i i love the concept of the cards yeah and her fucking outfits (gasps) i was just about to say her outfits are so good Um, and they're all made by her friend. And I, I love that she has, there's no magical girl transformation on her specifically. It's just the staff. Um, but she gets to have magical girl outfits because her friend's just like, you're cute. And I want you to have cute outfits. And I'm going to film you chasing these cards and these cute outfits that I made you. Hell yeah. Um, and they're on theme and they're so good. Um, and like there's a really great thing about like first loves and how you are when you have your first big crush and how she's an absolute train wreck (laughs) but it shows that she has things that she struggles with Mm -hmm. while also like being very honest about her her natural skills like she's very athletically inclined uh, it opens with her rollerblading like an absolute fucking boss because that's where she gets to school oh, and she's just right. like zipping around and like roll jumping downstairs and shit I was like all right x games <laughs> um and she does baton twirling and stuff which is why she's so good with the staff and um, sense. and i love that like after so it's like okay she captured the cards but then it's like, yeah, but those are clue cards. Mm-hmm. So then the whole next arc of it is her not just fixing her mistake, but taking control of the magic that she has harnessed, right? And right. it's just like, this is great. It's just really good. And I really love her. She's adorable. I want to watch it again. It's great. Do it. Do <laughs> it. I am going to. I love the list. I love your list. I love how varied it is. And really talking about characters that I don't think I've heard you talk about before. I, I made a point, like, there's there's other people that I'm like, yeah, like, I really like this person. But I was like, what are ones that are 
very specific where it's like the this character is the reason I love this thing. Yeah. Um and for me, like hearing your list, it just all makes sense. It's like oh, yours too. It was just like <laughs> it's like no, like I get this 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 tracks. This all tracks for me. And typically a lot of our characters sometimes interweave with each other. Like they're mm-hmm. sometimes overlapping. Mostly because like we this time around we're just like let's just let loose and talk about mm-hmm. whoever. Yeah. But I I really appreciate that we all have different a very different list. But at the same time it's it is a lot of character traits that we seem yeah. to connect to, but in varied media. Right. Where it's like they're different examples, you know, so you know, they're the same person in a different font. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly correct. But it's in a good way, though. Yeah. Where it's, it makes it a lot more clear as to why we have such a good time having these conversations. Yeah. Because we get each other. And for me, like, I know I didn't articulate it very well because, like, I'm better at writing all of my feelings towards all of these characters. I wrote a fucking novel about Aloy on Tumblr. Uh, I love how you consistently are like, I'm just better at like expressing myself written on our audio medium podcast where we spend two hours talking. <laughs> but there's I just have so much more to say. It's just like I can't like I can't say it out loud. Fair. <laughs> I can't I can't read it either because I sound like a five-year-old. To, <laughs> try to read you it. You just in, come in, in with a typewritten essay. <laughs> I could one day. It's like, I mean. uh, hello, welcome to our new episode. I'm going to be doing a dissertation. Maybe one day. Maybe. <laughs> Let us know. Special episode? That might be a Patreon thing if we're <laughs> You gotta pay for that. Yeah. <laughs> Along with our one day or Friday night of Freddy's playthrough. Oh, good God. That's going to be bad in the best way possible. Like, I'm very excited for it because I'm, I'm terrible at video games, but I'm not easy to jump scare. I am. Whereas you're very good at video <laughs> games, but you are easy to jump scare. So between the two of us, we have one functional adult to play Five Nights at Freddy's. Our two active brain cells will be hard at work. Um... I don't know why this popped in my head. We should also just play Smash or Pass. <gasps> That's right! <laughs> we keep meaning to do that. But I think we need to have Tony here for that. We do. Tony! Guess what? You're coming over. We're going to play Smash or Pass. Let's get it. <laughs> uh, it's one of my favorite TikToks that I've seen recently. I'm going to very quickly tell the story because we're like very close to having no time. Um, but basically, somebody is just like... Wait, what? It's like a scroll through of pictures of yeah. characters. They're like, wait, what are we doing? I'm making a team. Smash! With the person comes up. Wait, what are we playing? <laughs> That's going to be us. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Um, this was super fun. It was. Uh, I'm glad that we like woke up throughout the thing. I'm very ready to go back to bed now. Same. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Let us know who your favorite females are. Yeah, we'd love to hear, and uh, stay nerdy. Bye. Bye.